Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. Well, Roland, as, as is the case every February, February is Black History Month. Um, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, you can't see, but Roland is black. And um, I do have some history. And he, and he, and he has a history, and I'll you know, tell you. I, every day I'm black. <laughs> Not just in February. Not just in February. You know, when I was young, I'd wake up in the morning, and I'd go, oh, again. <laughs> That's right. And just, and That's right. eventually it just set in. I said, I, I am black. I am black. Yeah. I'm a black guy. <laughs> there, there you go. It's funny how that works. Yeah, That's right. It's funny. Yeah. So um, February's Black History Month. And Vince is not black. No, right? I am not. I am not. Yeah. Although I am Italian. So, you know, there's some rumors going around about that. But uh, who knows? Only in your own mind. <laughs> Only in my own mind. Right. Uh, that's right. So um, it, it being Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Um, there was and an, me being black. And you being black. There was an interesting conversation yes. that took place in January, which is not Black History Month. It's the month before it. Um, But there was a really interesting exchange that took place in the news uh, where Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos noted that opposition to abortion actually reminded her of the ending of slavery uh, during President Lincoln's administration. So uh, Secretary DeVos said the following. She said, Lincoln, too, contended with the pro-choice arguments of his day. They suggested that a state's choice to be slave or to be free had no moral question in it. Well, President Lincoln reminded those pro-choicers that there is a vast portion of the American people that do not look upon the matter as being this very little thing. They look upon it as a vast moral evil. Lincoln was right about the slavery choice then, and he would be right about the life choice today. Mm-hmm. Go Abe. Go, Yeah, go Abe, right? And, yeah. and so it sounds like a pretty reasonable statement for yeah. DeVos to make, and we'll actually get into that more into that in a moment. Uh, but after she made these remarks, she was actually taken to task by Representative Ayanna Presley, who's an African-American congresswoman. Um, and she responded to Secretary DeVos by saying, Dear Betsy, as a black woman and the chair of the Abortion Access Task, Task Force, I invite you to come by the Hill and say this to my face. Would welcome the opportunity to educate you. So wow. for one thing, that just doesn't sound like a very... Um, appropriate way to address a, se- a secretary of anything absolutely calls her by her first name come uh, say this to my face it sounds like very of, threatening yeah it's like you, something you say in a bar or something yeah it's just not it, it's very the tone there was just inappropriate i think absolutely. in terms of addressing yeah. somebody in the in the cabinet right it, absolutely but putting that aside for a moment um you actually uh put together some thoughts that really show why actually it was perfectly appropriate for secretary devos to <laughs> compare abortion to slavery, and so we wanted to just kind of go through a couple of those yep. of those very sound and logical reasons um, that actually make it seem as though it's actually Representative Presley who needs to little, be educated. A little education. A little education. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think that this, you know, certainly as 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 a black person in this movement, and looking at the fact that you know abortion, you know, I guess what sixty one million is probably undercounted because some states don't report, but sixty one million little ones have mm-hmm. have died as a result of abortion since Roe v. Wade mm-hmm. was decided in nineteen seventy three. Right, yep. and, and was it thirty six percent of of those are projected to be African American? So mm-hmm. you're talking nearly twenty million mm-hmm. yeah. black folks that don't exist. It just seems to me 
Yeah. That you'd be very con- you should be very concerned about that. Right. You know, it's, right. I always tell people that the there is but nothing that's been more effective in terms of suppressing the black vote than abortion. Right. Right. <laughs> it, yeah. it, 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 nothing has been right. more effective than that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm surprised that uh, that the representative is not is not concerned about that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in terms of the the uh, similarities between the two, I mean, they're very, very clear. I mean, one of the issues for sure is that if you're a supporter of abortion and slavery and slavery, they both subscribe to the notion that how one comes into being mm-hmm. actually determines their their so, so determines whether they're a human being or not. Right, 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 right. right. So, you, so your, you know, the way that you came into being determines whether you are a human be- being. Mm-hmm. In other words, your birth determines your worth. Right, right. Both of both of those perspectives are shared by those who support abortion and those who support slavery. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and and so that to me is, is a significant. Um, issue mm-hmm. that's very, very yeah. There's a, there's a there's a mentality there, yeah. Um, that is shared in supporters of both of those institutions. Yeah, and yeah. I think with 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 abortion, yeah. I mean, with a, with abortion, it, it really is this notion of wantedness, right? Right. So if yeah. you're not wanted, yeah, you have, therefore have less worth. You have less worth, less less worth as a human. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, in the slavery time, just because the circumstance of your birth was that you were black, right? Therefore, you had less worth, right? So there really is this parallel. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's interesting for me is that, you know, we as a society have rejected that notion. There once was a time when mm-hmm. a child who was born out of wedlock, mm-hmm. right, was considered illegitimate right. or a bastard, even, right? Right. Right. Yep. And we reject that perspective. Mm-hmm. There was nothing the child could do, mm-hmm. right? You know, to to right this wrong, right, 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 right. Absolutely. But we rejected that, and I would think even pro-choice people would say, "Well, that's just immoral to think about children that way." Mm-hmm. But the reality is that you are, but you are supporting that notion mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. have the viewpoint uh, that mm-hmm. how you came into the being should mm-hmm. determine your value as a human being, mm-hmm. which is a mindset that you have. When you support slavery and also when you support abortion. Right. And, and, you know, and it's often the justification that's used for aborting children who are, you know, either have an, uh, some sort of physical handicap or potentially will have, you know, something like Down syndrome or were conceived in, in rape. Right. right? That, that the circumstances of how they were brought into the world um, or their state of being in terms mm-hmm. of oh, this child has X disease or whatever. Yep. That de- that determines their their value and their worth, and yes. therefore determines whether or not it's a, it's appropriate to abort them. Yeah, it, it so, is, and it's yeah. very very troubling mm-hmm. uh, to have that perspective. And I think yeah. people who are on the the pro choice side, I don't know if they necessarily connect the dots, but right. but it's clear that logically there is a right. connection. Right, right, exactly. And I, and I think one of the points that you made was was real that I thought was really good was just in terms of this idea, this transactional sort of mentality of. of yeah. Thinking about people in terms of what their economic value is, mm-hmm. um, and this notion that if a person makes makes a calculation in their head that somehow this the the birth of this child is going to result in a net negative from sort of an economic standpoint, then it justifies their abortion. And again, the same exact calculus was used when looking upon human beings who were black and therefore could be enslaved. They were looked at, okay, how much value will this human being add or subtract from my a state. Right. And that determines, you know, how I treat them, yeah. whether I kill them, whether I keep them, whether I set them free, whether I enslave them, whether I let the next guy buy them, you know, that all those sorts of decisions were made with this this calculus of what is that person's economic value, yes. and whether they should be discarded or not, essentially. Absolutely. And again, we're making the same sorts of calculations when we're determining whether or not it's appropriate for a child to be 
Because yeah. one of the biggest justifications yeah. you hear for abortion, including from people who I would say are, you know, pr- probably sort of on the re- more reasonable side, they would still probably make the argument that, well, that child was going to live in poverty. So therefore, it was better that they were never born. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. If the child is a net, is it child yeah. is a net negative. Right. And then you determine their determine mm-hmm. the worth of the child. So there really mm-hmm. is this dehumanization yeah. and commercialization mm-hmm. of human life. Mm-hmm. And so just like you had the slave on the auction block. And someone's coming up and examining them in terms of, you know, their worth, mm-hmm. you know, with genetic testing a lot, we're mm-hmm. doing the same kinds of things. So you look at a child who has, you know, Down syndrome mm-hmm. and, and you it's essentially it's it's sort of in the womb auction block, if you will. Mm-hmm. And you're making an economic argument, so to speak, or mm-hmm. how much is this child going to cost or how much will this child contribute to society? Mm-hmm. So you're so you really have a, a, a construct that you've built around value, mm-hmm. which is an economic construct as opposed to worth, mm-hmm. which is how we're supposed to think about people because mm-hmm. we were created in the image of God. So we have intrinsic worth mm-hmm. that's right and what, once you start shifting from a perspective of worth to one of value right then right. you move into a very dangerous territory and that's a parallel and similarity between abortion and, and slavery as well yeah and then the, the, one of the and then one of the other observations that you made i thought that was was very good was you know slavery viewed slaves as pro, as the property of the slave owner thus giving the slave under the ability to treat the slave however they wanted without fear of punishment right, right. so similarly with abortion the unborn child is treated not as a separate or distinct human life, but as right. the quote-unquote property of the mother. Right. And the mother can obviously, in abortion, kill that unborn child without any legal consequences as well. So, again, does another fairly logical parallel between the two things. Yeah, absolutely. There were slave codes. Right. Right? So yeah. the slave codes really dictated how the tr- slaves would be treated, mm-hmm. laid out what they what they were, and they were very dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. And, and basically... In the slave code, I mean, you had the ability to kill a slave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was no consequence at all right. for the slaveholder in, in, in that regard. And, mm-hmm. we, and we saw an extension of that mentality even after slavery had ended. You know, when we had lynchings and things of that nature, it was the same mm-hmm. mentality mm-hmm. That, that had existed with the slave codes, but just extended even beyond there. And, and what do we have with abortion? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly, right. exactly the same thing. Yeah. Was a similar kind of... of of dynamic that that exists with with abortion as well. Mm-hmm. In, in a sense, there's this code that says that this person is a less than, mm-hmm. not fully human, mm-hmm. and as a result, since mm-hmm. they're not fully human, then there's a certain code, which in this case is abortion, that gives me the ability to abort this child without consequence right. from a legal from a legal sense. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, exactly. So, so yeah, so that's you know, so for all these reasons, that's why we think that you know it was. It was not an inappropriate no. uh, analysis for Sec- Secretary DeVos to make, um, and you know, let's be clear here: we're not we're not saying that women who have abortions are like slave owners. Yeah, we're not. That's not what we're saying at all. But we are saying that the mentality yeah. that supports this a slavery culture and the mentality that supports an abortion culture have some similarities in terms of the the underpinnings, the principles that underpin those two worldviews are similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, and, and we're making a moral equivalency argument between the vulnerable slave, right. and we have human trafficking even today, right, absolutely. right? and the vulnerable child right. in the womb. So we're making a moral equivalency argument there, mm-hmm. and we're challenging the nation right. to think about that moral equivalency there and to respond in kind. Right. You know, it's interesting, if what the representative meant was that, you, that the similarity was not the same, there's here's one place where the similarity is not the same. Mm-hmm. After years and years of slavery being codified, justified, and promoted, mm-hmm. 
in the highest by the highest levels in this land, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We had the Thirteenth Amendment, right? Yeah, which basically outlawed slavery, and the Fourteenth mm-hmm. Amendment, which gave you know uh, black folks civil rights, equal mm-hmm. rights, if you right. will. Right, and that's where the similarity ended. Right, right, exactly. So what she she really wanted to educate, so to speak, and say, well, they're not similar. Here's where they're not similar. Similar, right. exactly. And, and that and that's the case. And so, so yeah, we're waiting for the day when there are. Yes, legal protections put in place for the unborn. Exactly, and that that really is what we're what we're waiting for. And as you know, our we like clever turn of phrase around here at Karenat, and I think you kind of said, "Let's let's make abortion history." Yeah, in the Black community Absolutely. in Black History Month. So Absolutely. Um, So that's definitely what we want to we want to aim for. So Amen. All right, thank you, Rollin. Yep. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Carecast. For more pro abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.